Welcome to That's My Personal Business, where we are pulling back the curtain on all things personal, all things business, and all things in between. Every Monday, we're hopping into your headphones to help you skip the learning curve by hearing from industry professionals, including myself. I am a destination wedding photographer turned business coach who now gets to lead hundreds of creative entrepreneurs in building lives of artistic growth, wealth, and freedom. And now it's time for you to do the same. Good morning, you guys. Happy Monday or whenever you are listening to this. I am so excited for today's episode. It is part of the series of Upleveling Your Business. And one of the biggest things about upleveling your business is boundaries. And so I'm like so excited to break this down because whenever I talk to businesses and business owners about boundaries and like if they're feeling exhausted or they're feeling frustrated, like so, so much of it, like so many problems that people experience come down to either lack of boundaries or lack of communication around boundaries. And those are two very different things because boundaries aren't going to mean anything in your business if you don't uphold them and communicate them. So I'm so excited to talk about today's episode because this series of information that we're going to be talking about today is truly like something that completely changed my business and my life. And it's been so pivotal in me running a business that I love. And so there's so many different elements to it, which I literally am like, let me type out one more thing that I want to talk about because your girl came prepped with notes. You guys know I love a good ramble. It happens very easily. I love to talk. I love to talk about things that I'm passionate about, business being one of the top things ever. And so it's easy for me to get a little sidetracked. So I have a list for you, not to brag, but I, you know, I prepped. So in case you've missed it, let's talk through what we've been doing so far um, within this series this month because it has been amazing. August last month was all about brand. If you missed that, please go back and listen. You guys were so kind and so sweet about last month. It was a new season of the podcast um, as well as just like a new approach to the podcast. We're doing series now and y'all were so sweet about it. Thank you so much for sharing, for messaging me. It means the world when I tell you like Podcasting is such a weird thing because I'm I'm just I'm just a girl sitting in her office talking to a screen most of the time either alone or you know zooming with one other person and so sometimes it's it's hard to believe slash comprehend that you guys are listening to this like I see the numbers <laughs> when we do the stats and I'm like no way <laughs> there's no way that many people listen to it so it means the world when you like personally reach out and share like it truly means so much to me so thank you so much August was all about brand it was amazing y'all know I was so sad to wrap that up because I could talk about brands till the cows come home. But this month, again, we're talking about how to uplevel your business. So week one, we talked about AI and just kind of simplifying that, getting you guys ready to go into AI, how it works, how you can start using it in your business in order to really cut down on repetitive tasks and simplify your workflows. If you're wanting to dive in further to AI, we also just introduced an AI membership, which will be linked for you in the show notes. Last week, we heard from the incredible Don Charles on how to diversify your income, bring in passive income, that is an episode I will recommend to absolutely everyone. Please go listen. 
Today, we're going to talk about boundaries in business. And next week, I'm incredibly excited because we are going to be talking about mindset, karmic work, just a little bit more woo-woo mindset work with Liz Tran of Reset NYC, which when I tell you, like I have followed Liz Tran for years and she was kind enough to send me her book, which has just been absolutely amazing. So you're not going to want to miss next week's episode. Make sure you subscribe, mark your calendar, all of that good stuff. But I don't really have, I'm like trying to think of new updates I have for you guys other than that. Um, oh, Oh my gosh, what am I talking about? Becoming is open. Hello, Becoming is back open. I am so giddy. I literally forgot because y'all know I vouch these. Um, so right now I'm recording this probably like three weeks before you listen to it. But Becoming is back open. We are taking a very limited amount of seats and spots. Becoming has shifted so much in the last couple years. It's become a nine to 12 month program. It's very intensive. It's a lot of personalized work. It's hard work. Um, it's really an approach of getting a lot done within our time together. So that you can coast and have an easier life after that. And so I am getting even more selective with the people that we let into this program. I have learned a lot over the last couple of years and we have had some amazing, like bonkers, incredible, talented, hardworking people in Becoming who have just seen absolutely insane results. And they've also just been such a great lesson for me on exactly the type of entrepreneurs and creatives that I want within that program. And that is people willing to do the work and willing to implement the things that I teach them. And so I think I'm only going to take take maybe three or four. It's going to be very limited. We usually open up like around six. So we might be doing like half of that. So if you have already heard, thought about it, whatever it may be, spots are going to go quick. I don't know if there's even going to be spots by the time this airs, but come apply. I would love to have, we do free consultation calls for them. There's no pressure. Really my whole thing with becoming is I'm like, it's like dating to me. Like we're going to be spending like a year of our life together um, and both putting in really, really hard intensive work. So it's so important to me that we're a good fit. So I always tell people as we get on the calls, I'm like, this is not a sales call. Like this is us both like scoping each other out talking, having questions, like making sure that we're going to be a good fit and going to be able to execute the things that you want to. So I'm going to link that for you in the show notes as well. I'm so excited to welcome in a new round. Um, the Becoming program literally changes lives and it changes my life. It's such a beautiful part of my life and it's always such an honor to welcome people into the program. So I'm getting so excited. Okay. I think that's everything though. So let's talk boundaries. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm like, could my therapist, I'm like, hey, Lauren, my therapist, uh, just know that I'm talking about boundaries on the podcast. Like, I'm like, I'm so happy that we're talking about this because I also think like we're going to be talking about this strictly in a business sense, right? But I think there's so much that we're going to talk about that you could also apply to your personal life. So keep that in mind as well. But today we're going to start with the business because I am not a licensed therapist. So when we want to start coming up with boundaries in our business, the first step that we are going to take is to be like, what is our ideal life and what is our ideal business? And I want you to either get your phone, your notes out, um, your journal. If you're driving, just like voice to text a reminder for you to do this later. Please don't do it while you're driving. But I want you to write out what your dream business is. Because if you are self-employed, if you own your own business, if you have started on this creative entrepreneur journey, it was to have your dream job. And 
it's so easy to fall into this trap of like, I want to make this dream work. So I need to hustle, hustle, hustle. And you end up just working a job that you don't even like. The amount of creative entrepreneurs I work with, meet, whatever it may be, that are just like, haha, I work till 3 a.m. I'm editing till 4 a.m. Um, you know, I'm waking up at 8, I'm going to shoots, I'm working every weekend, I'm missing funerals, weddings, birthday parties, all of those things. And I'm like, what? Why are you doing this? You sound miserable. Like, I was happier at my corporate job than I would be doing that. And if that is you right now, there's no shame. It happens to most people. But I want you to know it doesn't need to be that way. Like if you're going to work for yourself and I don't know, not have insurance or have really shitty insurance that you pay a lot of money for, aka my situation, you better love your job. Like you better be the best boss that you've ever had if you're going to be your own boss. So I want you to sit down and write out what that looks like. And the categories that I want you to write out is like one, what hours do you work? how often are you working? What does that work look like? How often are you communicating with your clients? What does that communication look like? What do the relationships with your clients look like? And I want you to just like go into as much detail as possible because we need to know what it is that we even want if we're going to build boundaries around it. So I'm going to give you examples for myself. My dream business is this. I work when I want to. I never work at night or on the weekends unless I feel called to, but I never want it to be like one-on-one client work because I'm an introvert. I love my private time. Um, I have to be alone for multiple days of the week. Otherwise, I just get drained and I can't serve anyone. So I don't want to have client calls more than like twice a week. I want to be able to take vacations throughout the year. I want my schedule to be flexible enough that I can leave at any moment <laughs> and like be okay. Um, I Yeah, I don't want to work weekends unless it's for a wedding. Now that I have opened up my wedding books again, um, I only want to take like 10 a year at the most because I get 52 weekends a year um, and I don't want to do. I don't want to spend more than 10 of them um, away from my personal life. I want my phone to feel like my phone. So I don't want to text my clients. I'm horrible at texts. I want to feel like all of my communication goes through things like Marco Polo and email so I can keep track of it. And I want to feel like my clients and I have a very tangible sense of what communication looks like, where and when, so that we can make the most of our time together and not stress each other out or, you know, end up violating someone's preference for boundaries or preference for their life. So that is what my ideal business looks like. And we will not be stopping there because when we paint this picture of our ideal business, that's not going to happen unless we do, we, we clarify and lay out two things. Number one is what do I need to do in order to uphold this and create this and make this happen? And two, what do my clients have to uphold in order to make this happen? And therefore, how do I communicate to them? So we want to know how we can uphold these boundaries and we want to know how we can communicate to our clients that they also need to uphold them. So let's talk first about what this can look like. So for me, um, let's go through mine again, right? Like I don't want to work in the evenings. I don't want to work on weekends. So that means that I need to have very clear hours and I need to have very clear like work days laid out. So what that looks like for me, I need to make sure that the hours are properly communicated to my clients. And I do this in a few different ways. One, if you have ever emailed me in the history of emailing hello at edenstrader.com in the last I think like couple years, honestly, like it's been a couple years since I enacted this. I think I, as soon as I said that, I was like, I have no concept of time. I don't know. It's been at least a year. I think too. Um, we 
always have a vacation responder on always. And it automatically goes out. It is installed on both of my emails, like my coaching one that only my coaching clients get access to and the general email that you email when you need help with something that Jamie handles. Um, and it automatically responds and says like, Hey, thank you so much for emailing us. Um, we so appreciate it here at Eden Strader. We are incredibly passionate about having lives outside of our screens and out of our inboxes. So we will get back to you in between 24 to 72 hours. And when I tell people this, my reactions are, the reactions are either like, wow, that's so cool. Or they're like, wow, I could never do that. Like my clients would never be okay with me taking days to get back to them. And here's the thing. I've had clients that wouldn't have been fine with that. Um, and that was before I installed this boundary and this way of communication. And I don't work with those people anymore. Um, if you are someone that expects a response within 24 hours, no matter what, I'm never going to be the coach for you. Like, that's just not how I operate. It's not how my brain operates. I don't like using technology and social media in that way. And so it's so important to me and to like, as a boss who like manages other people who I also want to be able to live their lives. It's so important to me that like, before you even pay me, maybe you're just inquiring about something, you're already getting that communication and expectation of like, Eden takes a few days to get back to you. And that's just the way it is. There's no arguing with it. Um, no one I'm going to email is my boss. I am my boss. So at worst, if someone is like, hey, I'm not okay with this. I need to hear back from you quicker. I have no problem being like, hey, that's not how I do things. Um, so you can do with that information what you will. <laughs> that's the way it is. So that is the first way that I set up that expectation is like, hey, we take time to get back to you so that we can get back to you as the best people possible. So that's number one. Number two is that, again, I, I'm very specific in the way that I want my communication to take place with my clients or potential clients. So we already have that automatic email or responder going out. Um, and number two is that if you ever sign a contract with me, there is within my contract a place that I make people initial. It's not just a random clause that you can scroll past. I make you initial right next to it that says it gives you my number. So like, let's say if we're, I'm shooting your wedding or I am your coach, it does give you my number. And it says my number is only to be used in case of emergency. And if you take anything from this podcast episode, let it be this next sentence, which is that there's never a creative emergency. That's it. You're not a firefighter. You're not an ER surgeon. You're not a cop. There's not going to be an emergency. Like the closest we're going to get is that you need to use my phone number on like the way to a session or on your wedding day to get information to me quicker. But I'm very clear. I'm like, this is only to be used in case of emergency. And I am not liable. This is a really key part. I'm not liable for any communication or details transmitted to me outside of email or Marco Polo. And the reason I do this is because between every single social media app, our email, text, calls, whatever, like if you want to list out every single point of communication you can possibly have, there's dozens. That's a lot for one person to keep track of. And in my case too, there's multiple of us keeping track of things, right? So I have my assistants, they're handling things. Um, and so it would be so easy for really important data or information to be lost in maybe an Instagram DM or even my text messages, right? Right now I have 457 unread text messages. If, <laughs> which I know is going to stress some people out stresses me out, but it's just there and it's the way I run my life. Um, but like if you were to text me right now, some incredibly important information about your business, I might not ever see that. Like that might literally never be seen. And I don't want you to feel frustrated. I don't want to feel frustrated when a month later you're like, well, I told you this, I texted you this. 
no, I don't want to deal with it. I want it to be in my inbox so that I can be responsible for it so that all of the information I would possibly ever need about your event or your wedding or your business is in one space where we can both keep track of it. And what's important to remember again with like these boundaries like this is not only is it up to you to uphold and to communicate to your clients, but also like you need to remember that all of these boundaries are for both of your benefit. Like I am a better, healthier, smarter, wiser coach and person when I am feeling good as a human being. And these are things that keep me feeling good as a human being. So you're not being selfish. You're not being weird. You're not trying to screw over your clients by having boundaries. You're actually trying to serve them better by holding space for you to become a healthier human. So that is another way that I communicate that, right? So I make sure that they know exactly how to communicate with me when, what that's going to look like. Now let's talk about like the the nuance of services, right? Because you probably have some offerings that have different, let's say like rankings or versions of the amount of communication that's going to be taking place. So like, for example, if you book me for an hourly mentoring session, we're going to talk a lot less than someone that's in Becoming. That's just natural, right? Like in Becoming, I'm with you for a year. And so it's my job to make sure that you properly, well, understand the communication that's going to take place with both of those things. And so this is where you also have the opportunity for an automation or a system where you can be like, okay, what are the issues I've ever run into with clients around like communication when it comes to this product or service? And how can I make sure that they they know all the information that they possibly need to know? So I'm going to use my agency, Amara, the agency as an example. Right now, um, we are working on a florist website. And one of the things that's really important to me when doing like design work or more, more creation-based services with people is that they fully understand the timeline and that them getting back to me within a good timeline is just as important as me getting back to them within a good timeline. So when it comes to, I'm going to use a most recent client example where we did their logo and we did their website. So basically what happens is as soon as they sign and pay all of that stuff, they're locked in. They get sent this timeline PDF that says what to expect, which I will link this for you um, so that you can see it as an example in the show notes. So it says like number one, brand questionnaire. Um, we, we request that you complete your brand questionnaire as quickly as possible, after which we'll strive to schedule your intake call within five business days. Number two, brand intake call. After your intake call, it will be 14 business days for your initial logo pitches. Number three, first pitch of logos. You'll be presented with two to three logo directions with corresponding color palettes. Four, client request revisions. You'll have seven days to decide which one you would like to move forward with and any revisions. Five, designer makes revisions. Once you've made your decision slash revision requests, we'll have up to 14 business days to send you your revised logo and assets. You have one more round of revisions if needed, um, but for the sake of, you know, timing, we suggest like letting us know as quickly as possible. Um, then we have number six, final logo and brand presentation, final logo brand presentation for your approval. We request that you approve within seven days so that we can move to the next round. This is when we will need your 
imagery, copywriting, and logins. Seven, web design first round. We'll begin your first round of web design based on your brand direction. We'll have your first pitch slash mock-up of the site to you within 14 to 21 business days. Client request revisions. We'll have your first desktop walkthrough. This is the time for revisions. We'll walk through your entire site to make sure that it is perfectly capturing your vision. Within 14 days, we will need a list of your revisions. Nine, designer makes revisions. I know all of this seems like very, very like intense, but I cannot stress how much of a relief this is both for you as a business owner and for your client to know exactly what's happening and when. Um, So then we go nine, designer makes revisions. We'll make revisions within 14 business days of receiving them, after which we'll present you with the desktop slash mobile site. You'll have the opportunity for one more set of revisions and then we're ready. 10, website and brand launch within seven business days. We'll present you with your full SEO optimized site launch assets and your completed brand assets. One, I love having this. It's a complete game changer for both my clients and me. It allows the sense for boundaries. It allows the opportunity to, it, actually, no, it takes away the opportunity for questions on like, hey, what's going on? What's happening? When can I expect this? Um, I had my site designed a few years ago by an amazing designer, but their timeline was non-existent. I was told I would get my site back in a couple months, I think. I had my site back like six to eight months later. Everyone I know that's worked with them has had a similar experience. It takes like up to a year and I could never get a hold of them. Like I literally never knew what was going on with my website and it was so frustrating to have invested all of this money and to almost have like such a big part of my business held hostage. And so this was such a big move for me when I started doing site design and started, you know, um, getting my hands into other people's businesses more. And I do stuff like this within the Eden Schrader realm as well. And like with my clients there to kind of show them a timeline, but it, it it's so important to me that like my clients know what's going on and when they know that we're both held responsible for the, each of our responsibilities and that like I'm going to stick to this and that if there's ever an opportunity where they don't know what's going on, they could always reach out to me, right? But like I've already provided them this full example of like, hey, this is what's going to happen. Now you know, you don't have to sit there wondering, like you know that you're being taken care of and this is how. So this is another thing that I would think about either negative experiences that you've had or repeat questions you've gotten from clients that are like, what is going on? You know, like what stage of the process are we in? What's going on next, right? How can I prep Um, for me with becoming? This looks like we send sheets before each call that people have to fill out. When they first sign up for becoming, they get sent this PDF with like what to expect as well as like, here's things that we can talk about. If you're like, I don't even know what I want to ask you. Here's an entire list of questions and themes and topics that we can talk about. I basically took everything that I've ever been asked, everything that my clients have struggled with, even if that's just coming up with questions to ask me. I like frequently ask questions. Like I even had some people that were like, hey, what's like platforms do you use for each thing? Do you have credit cards that you really like? Like those are questions I get asked a lot. And so they're all in this PDF so that I can like one, help them as much as possible, but also give them the opportunity to like respect my boundaries, um, to know what to expect on my end and vice versa, right? So like, again, you have so many opportunities to communicate these boundaries, but then also go this extra mile and this extra step to be like, how can I make it as easy for my clients as possible to respect these boundaries? That's when automations and things are going to look great. So that's a way to better your services and better your boundaries. Um, Now let's talk about things like vacations. So 
one, let's say vacations and time off because I think that's really, really important. So one, it's incredibly important to me, like I said, that I only take meetings a few times a week, um, like and on certain days because I'm an, I'm an introvert. I get really tired. <laughs> it's really easy for me to feel like worn out or drained. And so if I take meetings all day, every day, I'm going to have to just like be a hermit and not have a social life, which I also don't like. That's not going to do anything amazing for my mental health either. And so what I have decided is that I only take meetings on Tuesdays and Thursdays. This is a new thing before it was just that I took the weekends off and Wednesdays off. Um, but now I've made it so I only take like my actual meetings on Tuesdays and Thursdays. This means in my automatic schedulers on Dubsado, calls are only available on Tuesdays and Thursdays. If someone can't make that work and they want to email me, that's fine. Like I'm not heartless. If they're like, Hey, I work in nine to five on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Is there anything we can do? Yes. I'm going to make that work, especially for my clients. Um, but you would be shocked how willing people are and able people are to stick to your boundaries when you actually communicate them. So think of this like your dentist. Um, or your plumber. Let's go plumber, right? You're only calling a plumber in case of emergency. If I call my plumber and they're like, hey, yeah, we are only open till like 6 p.m. every day, I'm not going to sit on the phone and argue with them on why they should come later for me in the evening. Like, I would never do that. I would put money on the fact that you would never do that. Same with like, you know, I'm calling about my gym membership and I'm calling at 3 a.m. when their business hours or like texting them at 1 a.m. when their business hours go till 10 p.m. I'm not going to be like, hey, why aren't you texting me back at one in the morning? I'm only going to feel that way if at some point in the process they did text me back at one in the morning and I'm like, hey, why aren't you doing it now? That is them miscommunicating a boundary. However, with most professional businesses, it's very clear what their business hours are. And I'm just going to respect them because they're there. I don't run their business. I don't really get to have a say in that. And so it's going to be the same when you communicate your business boundaries, service times, hours, things like that as well. So state it in the beginning. You can always make an exception. But if you communicate from the get-go, even in something as simple as hours, that like there is nothing but flexibility, your clients are going to get an inch, take a mile. So set those hours now, set the days that you want to work. Maybe it's that you're a wedding photographer and you're like, unless I have a wedding, I refuse to work on the weekends. Okay, great. Decide that now. Make sure that's something that's communicated to your clients. Make sure that's something that's marked on your automatic schedulers so that that's not even a possibility. It's not even an option. People will make it work, I promise. And if they literally can't make it work, like I remember once I had a client and they're like, I'm a doctor, um, like in the ER. And I was like, oh my God, yes, obviously I will make an exception. <laughs> um, that's fine. You can make an exception, but don't communicate from the get-go that there's absolutely no boundaries. So as far as time off goes, set days now that you don't want to work. Make those decisions now and then block them off on your calendar. So like, for example, again, you can only schedule meetings with me Tuesday, Thursday. There's never going to be availability for the weekend. There's never going to be availability for the weekend for sessions. Um, there's never going to be availability after 6 p.m. And that's just the way it is. It's literally just the way it is. And people will make it work because you've communicated those boundaries like a business. When it comes to vacations, also decide now what that looks like for you. So to me, it's more important that my business feels flexible enough that like 
I can leave and go on vacation kind of whenever rather than like setting aside a certain amount of time each year. Um, But the closest I get to that, as you guys know, if you've listened to the podcast before or I've been on my platforms, is I love taking the summers quote unquote off. Um, I don't fully take them off. I don't think, unfortunately, that is a full possibility in the capitalist world that we live in. Um, However, there is a huge stark difference between the way that I show up for work in the fall and winter versus summer. So in the summer, I don't do any one-on-one coaching other than the people that are already in the Becoming program. So the only like one-on-one calls I'm really having with people are my Becoming girls, which like I talk to them every six weeks. If not, if the the smallest one um, is the 12-month programs, they have calls every four weeks. Um, So it's like that's maybe 12 calls a month at the most. So that's like three a week, which I can, you know, schedule on specific days so that I'm not working every day. Um, I usually repurpose a lot of my marketing content in the summer. Um, I, you know, I relaunch a lot of passive income because we found that that does better both financially and so that I can take that time off because again, I'm not doing one-on-one coaching. And that's how I've structured my business to meet that goal of being able to, you know, kind of take the summers off and have this feeling of like being a kid again that like gets to play with their friends in the city. And that's that's just my personal preference. There doesn't have to be a right or wrong on this. You get to decide what this looks like for you. I would much rather hustle my little booty off in the winter when it's cold and I don't want to be outside anyway and earn like my summer months. I earn like half, if not less than half per month of what I do in like the fall and winter. Like we earn the majority of the yearly income in the last three months slash first three months of the year. And so to me, I would rather do that and like hustle my booty off again when I like it's cold. I don't want to go outside. I'm feeling a more introverted. I also have so much more energy because I'm just like inside and like, um, so that that way during the summer, if sales are a little slower, repurposing content, whatever it may be, maybe I'm batching a lot more in the winter. It gives me the ability to clock out more. That is personally how I choose to do this. Um, if it for you looks something like I want to be able to take, you know, four weeks of vacation a year without doing a hint of work. Great sit down, decide when you would want those trips to be, block them out now. Block them out a year in advance, right? Like my family, where you want to go to England next year to celebrate, like one of my extended family members, 80th birthdays. And so that's like, that's almost a year from now, but I'm going to block it out now because it's just like, that's untouchable time. And if it's already in the calendar, then I can plan around it to either, you know, make more money the week before or the month before or the month after or whatever it may be. So block that out now and be committed to the things on your calendar. Treat your own personal vacations or off days with as much respect as you do your actual coaching clients, service agreements, appointments. Like treat yourself that way. Seriously. I know it sounds so silly and so obvious, but like If you just think you're eventually going to clock out and you don't pencil it in, like literally hold yourself to it with something super tangible, you're probably just going to keep working. Like you're probably just going to keep going. Your brain needs that very tangible like, oh, here it is. I said I was clocking out. I'm clocking out. So do that with your free time. Do that with your vacations. Do that with whatever it is that you need help respecting more. Put it in your calendar and treat it the exact same as you would a client appointment. Another amazing boundary that I recommend is when you're outsourcing things. So outsourcing can be kind of weird and a difficult mindset shift in the sense that like 
you're usually outsourcing something you can do. You just don't want to anymore. And I found that like one of the harder things with outsourcing is keeping that boundary with myself. Um, and let's say I have something that I like need to do and I'm like, okay, you, you know, I could send that off to Jamie. I have to like keep the boundary with myself of like, no, you've committed to not doing those tasks anymore. So like, let's use email, for example. If I see some emails come through, it's so easy for my brain to be like, oh, I should just respond to those really quickly. Like that would be really easy. I'm already in here. Um, but in reality, like it's going to drain me a little. And I have to keep that boundary with myself of like, no, this is what we've outsourced for. We, This is what I have Jamie for. Like, this is what Jamie's good at. Um, like I need to respond respect myself enough to not keep doing tasks that I can do just because I can do them if there's something that I know really drains me, which for me is the main inbox. It it drains me. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what it is about it. I have a really hard time with it. I have for years. I thankfully had Jamie for years. So Jamie does an amazing job with this. Y'all know I love Jamie. Um, so keeping like when it comes to outsourcing i truly think one of the hardest things when it comes to boundaries and outsourcing is just the boundaries with yourself um and being so dedicated to your own mental well-being and energy and time that you like hold yourself to giving those tasks to the other person and it gets easier with time like let me be very clear it's so hard in the beginning and it gets easier the more you get used to someone else having their hands in your business you see that they're capable all of that good stuff but like hold that boundary with yourself. I think that's everything. I'm not going to lie. Y'all know I could talk all day. I could keep expanding and keep going and doing all of these things, but I'm going to have you start here with this homework because we've talked about a lot of things that you can now implement. But the main common thread that runs through the invisible string, if you will, that runs through everything is just this dedication to giving yourself the space and the capacity and the foundation and blueprint to take care of yourself and then committing to upholding it both with yourself and your clients and making sure it's communicated to your clients. Because like at the end of the day, you're going to be a better person because of these boundaries. Your clients are going to respect you more. And because you're going to be a better person because of these boundaries, you're going to serve them better. The biggest example I always use for this is the Becoming Retreat from earlier this year. If you guys are new around here, um, I hosted a huge retreat at the beginning of the year um, here in New York City. And we had an Airbnb, which all of the girls stayed at. And I was going back and forth on like if I wanted to stay with them at the Airbnb or if I wanted to come home to my own apartment, you know, here in Brooklyn at the end of the day. And it was really hard for me to make this decision because I was like, I know it would feel so valuable and so nice for the girls to have me there because then they get more access to me. And I went back and forth on it for a really long time because I was like, do I just power through my introvertedness in order to like serve them better? And eventually got to the conclusion that I was like, no, that is going to burn me out so hard that like, I don't know if I'll be able to serve them well the next day. And that recharged, like it, I, I I genuinely was sad. I was like, I wish I was an extrovert so that I could hang out with you guys 24-7 for four days straight, but I'm not. And that recharge time, even though it was so minimal, right? Like I was coming home from the retreat, literally getting ready for bed, going to bed, waking up, having maybe an hour to myself before going there. But that hour slash probably two hours total 
was so pivotal for me recharging and then being able to go into the workshop and answer all of their questions um, and like be there for them and actually be present that I 100% without a doubt know that I would not have been capable of had I had been on 24-7. And at first I was like, am I going to disappoint these girls? And then I was like, no. Do you know what's going to disappoint them? If by day two or three, I am a zombie who literally can't teach or help them anymore. And so that boundary truly gave me the ability to serve them better over the course of the workshop rather than just like pushing myself to what I thought I quote unquote should do to give them a good experience. That honestly would have been a bad experience. I would not have been able to help them. And so I hope you know there's it's not selfish to want to take care of yourself because one, you deserve that anyway, even if clients are involved. But two, you're going to serve your clients better by being a whole recharged human being when you show up for them. So I hope you guys took notes. If not, I hope you come back. You take these notes, you list out your ideal business, you write out the logistics of what that looks like, and then you game plan how that needs to be communicated to your clients, how you're going to uphold that, how you're going to start setting those expectations properly, because that is how you up level your business. I love you guys. Thank you for being here for yet another episode. We have one more left in this Upleveling Your Business series this month. So subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss next week's episode. It's going to be amazing. Go binge the past ones if you haven't already. And if you can, if you have a second, if you've loved this episode, please share it on your stories, share it with a friend, tag us so we can see. Um, it truly means the world. Leave us a review if you can and haven't already. Um, I appreciate it so much. I like can't stress enough. It's like when you want to ask your clients for a review because it literally changes your business. That's how the podcast is. <laughs> um, so please, if you can, if you're willing, it would mean the absolute world. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of the That's My Personal Business family. Um, we will link everything we mentioned for you guys in the show notes as always. And I will see you next week. Mm-hmm.